Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You know, I wasn't going to talk about uh, Prince today. Why? Well, I basically have nothing to contribute. Oh. But then I got an email from our friend Tom Combs. He was an ER doc at North Memorial, and he's now writing novels, and he's an expert. Well, here he is right here. You're an expert on the opioid crisis. Isn't that right, sir? Well, I am, uh, it's a key component of my current uh, work in progress, so I've been researching it extensively for over 10 months. And name name the novels you have completed. Uh, book one in the series is Nerve Damage. All right. Uh, and book two is Hard to Breathe. All right. And you're working on number uh, three? I'm working on number three, which uh, involves the opioid epidemic uh, very uh, significantly. Why is there an opioid epidemic? Well, mm, well fundamentally because... Uh, the drugs are so incredibly addictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, individuals who uh, take the drugs, some in particular, are particularly susceptible. And uh, for those who become addicted, the craving can become on a level comparable to hunger or thirst. Mm-hmm. Did you and see the uh, Did you see the video that virtually every newspaper and tabloid in the world has shown today of Prince going to a doctor the day before he died? Uh, I did not. I saw a single, I saw a still photograph, I think was probably from that section that had been in the uh, uh, today's Star Tribune. Okay, before I get to my question, I have another question. He's wa- We see him walking in with, the, with his bodyguard and a doctor. He's walking in to, obviously, to get a prescription or something. He's dead the next day, and then we heard about the levels of the drugs in his system. How could he have walked 24 hours previously? Uh, well, the, the uh, drug effects are, you know, have a transient half-life. They don't, they don't last that long, and that's one of, the, one of the issues, and that's one of the deals with addiction. While there is, it becomes the center of, of the life of the addicted person because they need to get a uh, repeat dose of the substance. And, uh, again, any, any drug effect is kind of the common, particularly with opioids. It's the tolerance of the individual, which depends on, you know, how often do they use it, have they developed, much like alcohol, and the uh, potency of the drug that they take. So uh, I believe from the timeline that the uh, newspaper uh, represents that Prince ingested additional drugs after his visit to the uh, doctor's office, and that resulted in his unfortunate death. What is your advice to the human race? Because uh, my what I'm what I'm going to do is never allow a doc to prescribe these to me in the event uh, I have some pain that needs medicating. Yeah, that's really a tough issue uh, because there are many medical conditions that you know. Um, really require, uh, or at least uh, significant suffering can be relieved 
by the uh, judicious use of opioids. However, as I think has been recognized, uh, over-prescription is an incredibly bad thing. So Mm -hmm. the position somewhere between never and uh, inappropriate uh, exists. And the the question is, where is it at? Uh, I think that certainly we need to exercise extreme caution in the prescription of uh, narcotics. And I feel reassured that uh, I I trained luckily in a period where we had the fear of addiction uh, foremost in our minds, and that was always a factor in in my prescribing. Uh, And I I think that we're moving back to that. There was a period of time where way too liberal uh, prescription patterns existed and and no doubt exist today for Mm -hmm. some uh, uh, physicians. But your advice is good. As a uh, patient, uh, if you absolutely do not need narcotics, don't take them. Mm-hmm. That leads me to my question. I wasn't going to bring Prince up today. It's been two years since he died. He's achieved uh, quite literally mystical status, at least with the Star Tribune, for example. And that that's fine. If they want to mystify him, that's fine. Here's here's what I, I'm not asking you for a, an answer. I'm asking you for I'm I'm going to make an observation and ask you to comment on it. Uh, the Star Tribune and other uh, news gatherers have been desperate, literally desperate, to to hold somebody accountable for his death. And my question or observation is: At what point do we say, "Hey, Prince, you had to be accountable here"? This was your problem. You you also had to be accountable. I never hear that. I never read that. I never hear it. I never see it. I'm just wondering what you think. Wow, Joe. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, it, it's a balance. Now, there's there's a number of levels. On the, on the legitimately or at least legally prescribed uh, opioids, um, you know, physicians, nurse practitioners, others, need to exercise caution and be aware. And I think that that awareness has been really driven home, in mm-hmm. part through Prince and other uh, tragic uh, events. Uh, when it comes to the illicit drug trade, and, mm-hmm. and that's where the overwhelming majority of the, uh, of the uh, deaths are coming from, and frankly, I think the overwhelming majority of the misery and suffering that's going on, um, the individuals who are providing those drugs, I do hold uh, a very significant and uh, uh, emotional uh, response for, mm-hmm. and it is not positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're trading dollars for misery and suffering and death, and they know it. Mm-hmm. They know it because there is no question about what their product uh, causes. This is actually part of my story. I have a an individual who is uh, uh, distributing the drugs and the uh, quote-unquote business uh, that he is in. Um, but, yeah, personal responsibility, it's its very, very, uh, you know, cash. Again, going back to your first question, what do I recommend the human race? Mm-hmm. Don't take any chances on, on allowing yourself to get addicted. Do not abuse drugs in, in any way, especially narcotics. And on the... On the uh, on the day-to-day, the individuals out there don't know what they're getting mm-hmm. when they buy a drug on the street. No. And this, this comes through in Prince's case. The, the new synthetic narcotics have, have been hand-in-hand 
in 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 creating this incredible opioid epidemic and the deaths. Just as an example, Joe, if you think about uh, heroin, you know, and, and consider a, a, a hit of heroin, what's required to get you high? Uh, on the same level of, like, say, what would require you to get you drunk? Mm-hmm. So say six ounces of alcohol would get you drunk. Mm-hmm. And well, let's say that's one hit of heroin. Fentanyl, we would be talking in a vodka equivalent of point one ounce. Really? And carfentanil would be ten ten thousandths of an ounce. Good lord. So Doc so we're talking we're talking about levels that, that, that really can't even be measured by other than extremely skilled, knowledgeable individuals. And Joe, that isn't the people that are Selling drugs. Right. Well, that was my so you know, Jeremy, that was going to be my question to you, Doc. It's Rook. Yeah. If sure. is is it the is it the type? Is there a type of person that can or cannot handle this? Some are powerless over alcohol. Some are powerless over cigarettes. Some are, or is it just that high? They need like meth. They need to get right back on it. You know, Rook. I think I think you. you again, my opinion. I think you're right. There are different individuals have a, a different susceptibility, like alcohol and others. But um, across the board, uh, morphine and opioids, heroin, fentanyl, carfentanil, that addiction, that addictive pull, in my opinion, is broader and much more uh, incredibly um, engaging, mm-hmm. such that. You know, uh, if you were to give somebody a significant dose of narcotics, you know, 20 days in a row versus having them drunk 20 days in a row, my opinion, my, my belief would be there would be a significantly larger percentage of individuals who had taken the opioids who would be addicted. That is, have the kind of craving that they felt if they don't have it, they feel sick, and that's actually what happens. The high is something that they're no longer so much after as that they need narcotics in order to get right, All right. which is not be sick. How do people find your books? Uh, I, I sell a lot of books through Amazon, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, and they can go to my website, uh, www.tom-combs.com. C-O-M-B-S. C-O-M-B-S, correct. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of a Once Upon a Crime yeah. bookstore right. uh, and, uh, and others. But, uh, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, uh, one of you members of the, uh, the GL crew will, will give them a try. Well, I'm the only one who knows how to fun. read. Oh, <laughs> i get, get the audio Get me the new book when you're done. I shall. All right, thank you for your time. Okay, thanks, Joe. Right. Thanks, Tom, Tom Combs, who is... Uh, building novels now around this drug infestation that's His timing is on sounds more incredible than i can even imagine
She believed in fairy tales and princes. Being a poison coming from the great. 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 I'll give you a name. Okay, thanks. Um, guess who I saw today? And I can't tell you where because then people could triangulate the location and discover him, and he's that's not his cup of tea. He likes to fly under the radar. Uh, you ran into in Burnsville. No, I wasn't in Burnsville. Uh, see, I was trying to throw off the yeah. signal there. Who'd you run into? Covert meteorologist. What? Remember Covert? I've, yeah, I know. I haven't seen him in a long, long, or heard from him. And I, I said, Covert, you got a call. And he said, uh, you know, I'm still the covert meteorologist. He's still gainfully employed at his employer. Well, he's a weather guy. Yeah. You know what he's got in his back pocket, what he told me? A uh, Swiss Army knife. He sees an 80 coming up. What? Within a maybe 10 days, you know, week to 10 days. Season eighty. Wasn't he? Wasn't he usually right all the time? Uh, he was. Uh, he had a, a high accuracy um, point. Hate to tell you how how he knew it was me. Uh, you were on a walk, and you were walking where you normally would walk. No, and he looked like a bum. Well, he said, "Yeah, I recognize you from your hair." Uh, <laughs> kinda, hey, wait a minute! I got That's... I got my hair shortened the other day, and it's kind of like a chicken head, you know. <laughs> He said, at yeah, least, I knew it was you. At least you're still cutting it, right? <laughs> yeah. I still got something to cut. Still got something right. to cut. <clears throat> uh, Covert's a good guy. So I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Thank you to Tom Combs. Uh, uh, speaking of authors, John Sanford, next Thursday for Authors yep. Corner. We know him as John Camp. But the New York Times bestseller list know him as John Sanford. Uh, Twisted Prey is the new one. What day is April 24? I'm betting that's Tuesday. April 24th is a Tuesday. That's when the book will be oh. available. Okay. So he's coming up. Good. And, I'm glad uh, to hear that. Uh, do you have a, a audio of the uh, foul Rhonda Girard, the so-called professor at Fresno State? Uh, there's some more uh, pushback developing with Fresno State scrambling to assure donors mm. that they're taking this seriously. And that's the way you have to push back when you come up against these idiots. Follow the money. Just take your money and put it somewhere else. Don't don't enable Fresno State to keep this foul uh, person in your employee. She was born in Chicago, by the way. She does she wasn't born in Kuwait or Egypt. She was she grew up in Kuwait and Egypt. Uh She's a Muslim and a supporter of the Palestinian state. And uh, in, uh, let's see, where did I read about the Fresno State scrambling? Uh, yeah, Bush bashing professor has Fresno State scrambling to keep its donors. Uh, the only way they're going to keep their donors is to fire this fool. She contributes nothing of meaning uh, to anything. And, uh, but we found some audio of her, and audio is always uh, preferable uh, for purposes of exercising the groin kick. Uh, mm-hmm. So, would you uh, do us the honor of lining up uh, uh, for what's your name? Rhonda Girard. And hones their writer's voice is by telling people to shut the f- up when they annoy them, um, you know, call them out for their inappropriate and spilling out masculinity. Just kick her. Get her over. That deserves this. Go away, you professor. Uh, Inelegant person. 
That was, uh, I think, at a, she was at, at a speech where she was going to be signing books. I don't know who would buy her book to see what she has to say. Well, the president of Fresno State, Joe Castro, is now saying tenure does not have blanket protection to say and do whatever you want. Good. Uh, he said that Girard's words were beyond free speech and disrespectful, but also said one set of tweets, as horrible as they were, do not define us. Uh, he, it sounds to me like he's cowering. He probably won't fire us. I, I, I would think the money problem would have to get a lot, would have to get very serious before uh, they would uh, fire her. Right. Uh, Fresno State's a public institution anyway. They get their money from the taxpayers. So I don't know what, uh, but I, I bet they have proud graduates who probably make a contribution or two. And what they have to do is they have to write a letter to this Joseph Castro and say, uh, enough is enough. We're pushing back. This this is this foul creature contributes nothing to your institution. And uh, uh, until uh, you fire her, uh, you'll never see another nickel from me. And that really has an impact if you're somebody giving them 10, 20 grand a year. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Because those add up fast. And that state money, that's not a, especially in California, might not always be there. And I think where they could fire her is that she falsely gave out a phone number for a crisis line at Arizona State University. And that created the strong pot- probability that somebody who might have needed help could not get through. Because the fools reading these tweets from this fool uh, called that line incessantly and tied it up. And now no one uh, was able to... Uh, to get through. I would think that that's very strong grounds and that keeps you away from the idea of firing her for what she said because then she'll throw your first amendment rights in your face. Uh but no, you're not that's illegal to give a, a phone right. number and and uh follow up the works like that. So I'm glad we could finally get her uh for an official an official uh, there it is. Ooh. Official yeah, groin kick. That might have hurt the groin kicker. Uh, is <laughs> is height available? When we come back. Academy. Commencing garage logic segment number three. So moron number two is speeding up the freeway as we speak, huh? He actually went to Winnipeg. Uh, I don't get it, but okay, good for him. I don't. I, don't, I, I just see. Right. Well, and the one gentleman that emailed said, "Once you get across the border, yeah." The, does the, he? Did he even? Does he realize he needs a passport for this? I think he was made aware of that. Does he have one? He does have one. Okay. So that one's covered, but. The guy said it's you. You can't go fast on those roads up in Winnipeg. I don't know why, if it's because of maintenance or whatever. But he said it's going to take you a long time. Here's John. Hey, what? what, 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 what? what? Uh, grade, please. I'll give you an A. Okay. Sun, sunshine and forty-eight degrees. Uh, this update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Wild, uh, where Chris Reavers is headed to, are playing up in Winnipeg today, uh, tonight actually. Uh, they need a win. If they don't get a win, their season is over. Winnipeg leads the best of seven series, three games to one. Vikings schedule was announced last night. Uh, we found out they'll open their season at home against the San Francisco 49ers. 
The full NFL schedule also shows that they will visit the Philadelphia Eagles on October 7th. That's a rematch, of course, of the NFC Championship game. There are two games with the Packers this year. Uh, they'll play the Packers in Green Bay the second week of the season. That's a normal noon game. Uh, then Sunday, November 25th, they'll play the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. That will be a Sunday night game. The Vikings, in fact, drew four primetime games this season. Twins open up a weekend series against the Tampa Bay Rays down in Florida tonight. Lance Lynn going for the Twins. Uh, Chris Archer goes for Tampa Bay. News notes from today. A Blooming Prairie woman who investigators think killed her husband in Minnesota then fled to Florida where she used the same gun to kill another woman with the intention of assuming her identity has been captured at a South Texas resort. Two federal deputy marshals arrested 56-year-old Lois Reese about 8.30 last night at a restaurant in South Padre Island, Texas. Reese had been on the run since at least late March when her husband, 54-year-old David Reese, was found fatally shot at their home in Blooming Prairie. Uh, She had been seen on March 23rd at a convenience store and casino in northern Iowa. Authorities released a video showing her approaching the store cashier, buying a sandwich, and asking for directions south of the state. The store is next to a casino where authorities say Reese spent the day gambling before she stopped at a gas station. Eventually, she went to Florida, where she killed 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson of Bradenton, Florida, according to investigators. Authorities called to a Fort Myers beach on April 9th, found Hutchinson dead with gunshot wounds. A surveillance video showed Reese smiling and talking with Hutchinson on April 5th at a brewery in Fort Myers. Authorities say she may have targeted Hutchinson because the two women looked alike. Hutchinson had moved to Florida last year from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Ramsey County launching a coalition with the goal of reducing opioid-related deaths. Yesterday, the county announcing a partnership with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, a treatment and recovery program. The effort has a name that reflects its purpose, not another overdose. The coalition includes law enforcement, community leaders, government workers, and local advocates. The plan is to get together every month and plan events and messaging. A public service announcement has already been created. It'll run in local movie theaters. Democratic National Committee has filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit today against the Russian government, the Trump campaign, and the WikiLeaks organization alleging a far-reaching conspiracy to disrupt the 2016 campaign and to tilt the election to Donald Trump. That complaint filed in federal district court in Manhattan alleges the top Trump campaign officials conspired with the Russian government and its military spy agency to hurt Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton and help Trump by hacking the computer networks of the Democratic Party and disseminating stolen material. That would have been found there. I plan to address that when we come back. Okay. Good luck suing Russia, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in a series of candid conversations, President Trump told former FBI Director James Comey that he had serious concerns about the judgment of a top advisor, asked about the possibility of jailing journalists. That's great. And described a boast from Vladimir Putin about Russian prostitutes. They had good ones, John? Yeah, he said the best, Putin told him. Yeah, those are the best. Best (laughs) ones in Russia. And the prettiest. I think so. I think so. It's been my experience. (laughs) All of this according to the notes obtained by the Associated Press from Comey. The 15 pages of documents contain new details about a series of interactions with Trump that Comey said he found unnerving, so he had to document them in writing. Those seven encounters in the weeks and months before he was fired by Trump include allegations about Trump involving prostitutes in Moscow, a White House dinner at which Comey says Trump asked him for his loyalty and a private Oval Office discussion where the ex-FBI head said the president asked him to end an investigation into Michael Flynn, the former White House national security advisor. Uh, Trump tweeting that those memos show clearly there was no collusion and no obstruction. Text uh, moron number two and have him call the show so we can have a little update on where he is. All right. <clears throat> 
The Swedish-born producer and DJ known as Avicii has been found dead in Oman. A publicist, Diana Barron, said in a statement the 28-year-old DJ-born Tim Bergling was in Muscat, Oman. Avicii was a pioneer of the contemporary electronic dance movement, a rare DJ capable of worldwide arena tour. He won two MTV Music Awards, one Billboard Music Award, two Grammy nominations. Uh, his death comes just days after he was nominated for more Billboard Music Awards. He had suffered in the past from acute pancreatitis, in part due to excessive drinking. After having his gallbladder and appendix removed in 2014, he canceled a series of shows in an attempt to recover. He quit touring in 2016, but contained mus- making music in the studio. Uh, I talked to my kid about this guy. Apparently, it's like uh, one of the big pioneers of rock and roll dying. It'd be the same thing. But he he, that he didn't make music. music. He was a, a D, he was a spinner. Well, he made music. That's that's how EDM works. That thing? No, not. They don't do that anymore. And I really still hate that the only Herbie Hancock reference you have. I know. I'm sorry, John, but it is the only. It was one of the coolest songs. Greatest jazz pianist in the history of jazz. And that's all you know. That's not what they do anymore, fellas. What do uh, they do, John? They mix different uh, forms of music with sounds and uh, uh, oh, beats. And, I bet uh, it's good. My kid uh, is heavily into it. He does Well, it, there's uh, something wrong with him then, John. Well, he's also, remember, a wonderful guitar player. Good guitar player. He can play. So I'm surprised. He also he's... now has a drum set that he's very good at, oh. and he also just bought a banjo oh. that he, he already He may have surpassed play. you already. What is he, Jim Neighbors? He's got a banjo. Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, wow. Steve Martin. Steve Martin's a fine banjo player, yes. Uh, anyway, he says uh, Ivici's uh, one of the the big shots in the history of that kind of music. So well, he said I'll, it's a huge I'll deal. I'll take his word for it because he would be more attuned to that than attuned. me. Attuned, me too. That's yeah. why I called him to yeah. ask him. Yeah. A tourist at a zoo in South China pelted a kangaroo. With That's coming up on the show too. Is it? Well, I'll just, I'll just skip it then. Yeah. How about state troopers? Uh, this is an amazing story saying a man was uninjured after his red Camaro plunged more than 50 feet off an elevated interstate. Oof. News outlet cited a release from the Florida Highway Patrol that say 61-year-old Thomas Highhouse lost control of his car when he became distracted by his radio yesterday morning. Authorities say he drove his car off Interstate 275 in St. Petersburg, went airborne, and fell 50 feet to the ground below. He landed in the drink? Uh, no. no. Hmm. Landed on the ground. Hmm. Uh, troopers say the motorist was wearing a seatbelt. Alcohol was not a factor in the crash. No other vehicles were involved. Nobody on the ground was hurt. High House, even though he was not hurt, was cited for careless driving. I wonder if he was able to drive it away. Boy, you wouldn't think so, Pretty good testimony to a Camaro if he could drive it out of there. 50 feet, wouldn't that uh, do some stuff? You'd think that would flatten it. Yeah. Yeah, he probably got distracted by the radio. I think I know what he was listening to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That That would cause me to leap 50 feet. All right, that's enough. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Okay, now, Rook, while I'm reading one more story, yeah. you find Maiden Voyage by Herbie Hancock. Got it. it played underneath Got me, it. all right? All right, thank you. I appreciate that. No I will tell you another lottery story. There's been a lot of weird lottery stories lately, people uh, winning just on a whim. And, and Everybody and just, but me, Johnny. Everybody but you and me, yeah. A Massachusetts man visited state lottery headquarters to collect a $1 million jackpot, his second such jackpot so far this year. Jason Williams of Methune visited Massachusetts State Lottery headquarters on Tuesday, collected the $1 million prize from a $30 200X scratch-off ticket. Thank you very much. Herbie Hancock. Hmm. Williams was making his second visit to the facility this year. He previously had collected a $1 million prize from a $30 uh, $30 Ultimate Millions instant game on January 10th. 
Williams' most recent winning ticket was purchased at the Howe Street Superette in Methune. They were awarded a $10,000 bonus for selling the winning ticket. So, $2 million tickets for one fella in one year. I thought we had that story already. No, there's Aren't like I said, there's been a million of them this year. I guess like uh, we've got multiple winners, don't we, Jim? Yes, we do. Yeah. We let Maiden Voyage take us out, bro? Sure. You okay. can hit the sounder whenever you want, and we'll bring in Dave Dahl. Joe, we're up to 51, heading for a high today of around 55, it looks like. Uh, temperatures are going to continue to warm over the weekend. Looking for a high of around 58 on Saturday, 62 on Sunday, 66 on Monday, and then it cools down a little bit. Tuesday, we have a chance of showers. Uh, temperatures will probably stay in the 50s, mid to upper 50s for highs. Wednesday, uh, right around the mid 50s. And then Thursday, we're looking for a high temperature in the lower 60s does cool down again Thursday evening. Another area of showers moves through and uh, keeps our temperatures on Friday somewhere in the mid to upper 50s for highs, but still a very mild week coming our way in the next seven days. Again, uh, today, Joe, heading for a high of around 55. Right now we're at 51. All right, thank you. Uh, here's the story I so rudely took away from Johnny Height, hmm. but I wanted it as an example of man, man, man. Ma- people, losing sight of their any sense of relationship with nature. And it's not just Americans. Tourists at a zoo in South China pelted a kangaroo with bricks because they wanted to see it hop. Wow. This is why I hate zoos. Zoos makes it too easy for stupid people to act out their stupidity. It it puts all the animals right there so stupid people can can display their stupidity. But most zoo-goers are, would just like the chance to get, don't need activity because a lot of times at the zoos they don't get any activity. The kangaroo died after a few days after suffering a ruptured kidney. A few weeks later, another kangaroo in the enclosure was injured in a similar incident. So these idiots are throwing bricks at kangaroos so they can see them hop. Yeah. Uh, the report said that visitors at the Fuzu Zoo in Fujian are known to try to get kangaroos to hop. The zoo reportedly said it will install cameras and uh, and stuff the 12-year-old female. I guess they're going to stuff it. And then, you know what they should do? Put it on like one of those uh, animatronics things where it, it will just jump, mm-hmm. like those little elves in the at the mall at Christmas time. NDTV reports that China has few regulations for its zoos and wildlife parks and pointed to a June incident where a donkey was dropped into a tiger pit due to unhappy business investors. What? Now, John also had this in the news. The Democratic Party files suit. The political class is failing us. It's a playground. And on one side of the playground are the people who happen to have gotten elected. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the playground, they're all adult children, uh, no matter which side. On one side of the playground are the adult children who, who got elected last election. Yep. 
on the other side of the playground are the adult children who didn't get elected. And they, because they can't accept that and can't handle it, they're crying and throwing their toys at the people on the other side of the playground. Uh, and now they're filing suit because it's it, it's just impossible that, that Hillary is not the president. They can't not accept it. Right. And so they behave poorly. But the people on the other side of the playground are behaving just as poorly. Right. Which leaves the rest of us in a sorry state. It's amazing we're hanging on. But we that leaves the rest of us where we play by the rules, pay our taxes, yep. you know, go to work, raise kids, put them through school. Uh, in the meantime, the political class is drifting farther and farther and farther away from the reality of us. And now uh, they're suing the camp- Trump's campaign. They're suing the Russian government. They're suing WikiLeaks, claiming a conspiracy that kept Hillary out of the White House. <sighs> Multi-million dollar lawsuit filed by the Democratic Party. Uh, claiming that in the Trump campaign, Russia found a willing and active partner in this effort to mount a brazen attack on American democracy. It seems to me like filing suit against the sitting president, uh, alleging that he's only there conspiratorially, is also a brazen attack on democracy. Right. But they're adult children on this playground. And then they want to believe that. They don't so give that's... a rat's ass about you or me. None. Zero. And Hillary is quite literally a tragically pathetic figure. She's a very adult child who, yeah. who Pouty, just I, cannot I get mine. She didn't get her way, and right. she's, she has tantrums yeah. when she's not falling down and breaking something. You can't tell like me she's ankle. not getting completely hammered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And then you see where Sonia Sotomayor uh, broke her shoulder, fell yeah. down and hung. Huh? What do you think? Uh, uh, like Greg Norman's. Uh, uh, remember Greg Norman? The same uh, thing happened to him. A little too much. Uh-huh. That was at Clinton's place too, wasn't it? That was at Clinton. No, no, it was at Greg Norman's place. Oh, where Clinton broke something. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I had it backwards. That was either from drinking or chasing somebody. I don't. I don't know which. That <laughs> and then right there's a fifty-fifty. That's a fifty-fifty. Yes. Or it was both. Well, that could be. Yeah. Which in that case it would be a hundred percent. How do you sue Russia? I don't know. They're laughing at you anyway. Yeah, Russia's not really going to appear in, in court. Who who are you suing? I I don't know. Oh. Uh, also named as the Russian Federation, the general staff of the Russian Armed Forces, a Russian intelligence service hacker known as Guccifer 2.0, WikiLeaks and its leader Julian Assange, and 10 unidentified people. DNC said that while it would be impossible to fully repair the harm caused by the defendants, the DNC has filed a civil complaint to hold the defendants accountable for their misconduct and to ensure transparency. Okay, isn't this what Mueller's trying to come up with? Uh, because this doesn't provide us any evidence of anything. This is more crying because Hillary's not the president. And so you got a playground full of these actors, and none of them really have you in mind. None of them. I don't care what side of the playground you're on it's just a shame that we have fallen into the grip of such adult children it's just it's just incredible what did that guy want well he 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 did he caught he caught you and when you caught yourself remember when you and he didn't hear you say this off the air 
But remember when you said text Reavers and find out where he is? Yeah. And then we went to the break, and then you said to me, no, don't text him. You call him yeah. and find out where he was. Okay. He wanted to take you to task that, so I set him straight and said, I indeed did call Reavers. Oh, the caller did not like the idea that I was advising, oh, to text because yeah. because that would create a danger behind the wheel. Right. But he I didn't hear it. you say that off the air to me, say, hey, no, don't yeah, text I him. Changed. I didn't you I tell you? Call no, him. call yes. him. Don't. Yes. Uh, and then if he gets a chance, is he going to call us if he uh, takes we, a rest stop or we, something? Uh, we'll call him right when we come back from this break. Uh, okay, can you take us to break? I can uh, take you. May you? Might uh, you? I think it's, uh, if you're asking for permission, it's yes, I can. Live from the seat of Gumption County, Minnesota, here's Joe Suchere. Professional there. All right, give him a call. Or is he calling us? Oh, uh, no, we can call him. All right. He's speeding along in his four-cylinder thing. Trying to get to Winnipeg. And he's, he's passing this off as that he's a correspondent. Yes, he is. Got a press pass. Ringing. Tell him you're live on the air. I'm not going to. No. It's not working. Don't forget to tell live. Do I? Are you serious? FCC rules. I hope he answers. Well, shouldn't. Yeah. Hey, dummy, you're live on the air. Where are you? Uh, about 50 miles south of the Canadian border, about a buck 10 from Winnipeg. Buck 10 from Winnipeg, and it's 210 miles. 110 miles. All right, check in at your next rest stop. Okay, yeah, bye. Okay, bro. Good call. Uh, between uh, total time, six hours, 58 minutes, 462 miles, according 1500 to 1500 ESPN computer. is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 40. You know